This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. It's so great to have all you here today. We have a really special service ahead for you. We're going to be able to to really hear a very inspiring story. Now, I, I need to say to our, our online audience, we're having a little bit of trouble with the live stream because technology is not always your friend. But it, we're, what we're hoping for is to be able to get our online audience to be able to text in questions. And, and if you could, please shoot your name and where you are texting from. There's a lot of area codes I'm, I'm not aware of. And so what we want to do today is, is hear what Kim and John have to share. Wonderful, wonderful talk. And, and then we're going to do some Q&A with the online audience. You know, just a couple of questions just to sort of round out that part of today's service. Uh, this service goes back to the fall. And it goes back to a conversation that, that John and Kim had with me you know, a while ago, and that conversation continued on. So they biked across the country, they said, Chuck, we, we'd love to offer you know, to your congregation what we learned on that trip. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. So we're going to start today's service with an introduction by Kim's bestie when she was a little Miss Cara Dom. Cara. Good morning. <laughs> my name's Kara, and I'm here to introduce my friends, John and Kim Smith. Kim and I grew up together right here. Both of our houses were not half a mile from this very spot. We were dear companions when we were small. And I remember that um, for my fifth or sixth birthday, she was my only special guest because... Uh, we both happened to be blessed with chicken pox at the same time. So later on uh, in high school, Kim met John, her heart's companion. And in the passage of time, they were blessed with three beautiful daughters. And in the further passage of time, their hearts were broken when they lost their youngest daughter, Tyler, to cancer. It was a journey they shared with many friends near and far, a journey full of grief and full of great love. Eleven years later, Kim and John took on another stage in their journey with cancer, and last Labor Day, they took off on a ride across the country on their bicycles to, uh, in support of cancer awareness and research, and they shared their story, and they shared a certain kind of communion with many folks along the way. Um, they were with us here last August, just before they left on their trip. Oh, I thought there were different pictures back there. Um, so when they were here last August, they led us on a bike ride around the campus here, and we each rode one yard for every mile that they were going to ride from California to Florida. So that was a great, you know, we had the mock over the mountains and the mock entering the desert. And we all got these little dragonflies as a symbol of Tyler and her spiritual flight. Um, so through the wonders of the internet, they were able to share their bike ride with us. Uh, along the way, but they're back with us here again today in person to tell us the story of that journey, its ups and downs, its challenges, its joys, its beauties. So here they are, Kim and John Smith. 
It's hard to believe that this trip is behind us. It is also hard to believe that we did it. We had a goal, and we made it. John and I sometimes just look at each other and say, We, we did, did it! What? <laughs> we had so much support. Our family, our friends, and church friends, and community friends, and friends we didn't even know. And not to mention New Church Live, who gave us the best send-off ever. Then there was a spreadsheet to keep us on track, maps that gave us great directions when we read the directions, and above all, we had a goal to raise money for St. Baldrick's Foundation, who sponsors research for childhood cancer. Everything was there, and there was no turning back. But the first week of the trip was brutal, including four flat tires the first day, temperatures we'd never experienced before, 111 degrees. While climbing mountains, having to seek shade every 15 minutes, praying for just a little rain, at one point we had crawled into a culvert under the road to get out of the sun. I closed my eyes and thought, this was a mistake. We can't do this. Maybe we should postpone our trip till November. In that moment, I felt broken. This umbrella... Kim brought along, and I said, what are we bringing an umbrella along in the desert for? Well, it turns out, if you look at it closely, there's, it's raining cats and dogs. And this umbrella saved our lives. We stuck it in this mesquite tree, and it created shade. And this particular day, we had to stop about every 15 minutes. There's also a, the slide before, I believe, shows our campground, which is a, just out in the desert. We didn't camp there. <laughs> That 111 degrees that was on our dashboard was, it was probably a lot hotter than that. But that was, we decided that 100 degrees was hot enough to ride in. Okay, we reached Phoenix, took a day off, saw my first dust storm, and felt grateful that we were not riding that day. Okay, so there is an old saying, be careful for what you wish for. As we left Phoenix early the next morning, the rains descended. In fact, Phoenix had record rains. We were riding through water that was up to our knees. Was this going to get any easier? (laughs) And then it did. The trip became this amazing adventure. Every day I could hardly wait to get up and get on the road. Our support drivers were awesome. The friends and strangers who opened up their homes to us were amazing. I was grateful to the truck drivers who gave us space on the road even when we had to go on the interstate where vehicles were speeding by at 90 miles per hour. Never once did I feel unsafe or in danger. The surprise for me about this trip was that I thought we would be telling our story, but it was the people we met in all kinds of different living conditions that had the stories I needed to hear. Each one filled up a different space in my heart, each person I still carry with me. And then there was the letting go, letting go of my fears, letting go of a lot of sadness, and letting go of our loss. I can't pinpoint what it was, but I think it was the multitude of angels that surrounded us every second of our journey, a journey that continues an experience that we were blessed to have. 
On October 24th, we reached our goal. We made it to St. Augustine, 54 days of riding with only six days off. Not one accident, another goal. And we had raised and surpassed our goal for St. Paldrick's Foundation, $45,000. Thank you for being part of the multitude of angels. Thank you for being part of the inspiration that didn't let us give up. And lastly, thank you for continuing being part of our journey. I have so many stories that I could tell you, but I'm, I'm going to pick just a couple along the, along the trip. But I want to say that love pushed us and ushered us along the journey. And uh, throughout this whole thing, the, uh, my faith in humanity was strengthened. And anybody who thinks the world's going to hell in a handbasket, I say turn off the news channels and go out and meet people. Meet people around the country and around the world. There's just so many wonderful people that encouraged us and gave us love along the trip. One of the stories that, um, that uh, I just wanted to tell you, that as Kim and, um, sorry, <laughs> um, our first week was the toughest, 111 degrees, flat tires, exhaustion. Our day off in Phoenix was really wonderful. It was, it was the first day we'd head off in, in the whole week. And it started out with a text bomb from you all. And it was just amazing. And it really inspired us to keep going. Uh, the messages brought tears. And we were very uh, touched and felt, felt loved. And it, it, it was just absolutely amazing, uh, the journey, the, the love and the support all along. Um, one of the stories that we have, I think Kim's better at telling this story, but it's um, we talk about last night uh, feeding the homeless and... In this case, the homeless fed us. Um, it actually, and it sort of reminds me that it, it happened to be that we had a flat tire, sort of the usual thing, and so we pulled into a McDonald's that had an outdoor deck where we sat outside while John changed the tire and we had a little snack to eat. And there was, um, there was some homeless guys sitting at a table, two tables away, and I, had to go, I wanted to go in and get something to eat. And... Um, I had my phone I left on the table, and he was busy working on his tire. And I said, you know, John, be really careful. There's some homeless guys over there. You know, I'm leaving all my stuff here, so, you know, just keep an eye on it. So I went in, and I come back out probably about 10 minutes later, and there's John talking to these homeless guys. And then they um, they said goodbye to us, and they waved, and John turns to me and, they, and said, they just gave us $3 toward our, our goal for St. Baldrick's. <laughs> These, these uh, two gentlemen were really touched by cancer, and they were touched by our story. And everybody along the trip had somebody that had cancer and that was touched by it. And so, you know, even, in, even to this point um, where these guys, they didn't have the money to share, but they did anyway. It was just wonderful. That's pretty much our story for now. We have, we have tons of stories, but uh, we don't have that much time to tell too many stories. <laughs> so we're going to be looking at some questions here and again our apologies to the live stream to the live stream audience our live stream we, we had some technical difficulties but we're up and running now uh, the first question comes from Don out in New Mexico 
She said she was able to let go. Does the grief revisit them? Oh, did I turn it off? Let's see. Are, you, are we good? Okay. Oh, okay. The Sorry. last thing you should ever do is ask me for technical help. <laughs> so what was the question again? The, the question was, uh, she said she was able to let go. Does the grief ever revisit them? You know, it's, it still does. It's still... It's still hard for me to talk about, but the thing that was sort of the neat about the journey is I had a lot of time to think about, think about it on the road and, and, and cry. I ha- I, it hurt so much to cry, you know, for the first 10 years. Um, so it was good to be able to sort of cry by myself on the bicycle. Yeah. yeah. So. Great. Great. Uh, and a, another question. This is from Chuck in Philadelphia. <laughs> nice name. Um, <laughs> The question is, you must have discovered a lot about each other as a couple. What qualities did you come to admire most in one another? <laughs> I get to tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> we were, I, this was probably the fourth or fifth day in. We'd climbed some, some horrendous mountains. We're in the middle of a desert, and, and we're both exhausted. It's towards the end of the day. And I look over at Kim, and I say, I just, I can't believe it. I'm so inspired by you. You're just so strong in that. And that's a comment. I meant to say compliment. I was so tired. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, that all through the whole journey, that was a joke. Um, and uh, it still That's is. Good. We still That's do good. that now and then. Um, we learned how and supported each other the whole time. When, when Kim would get tired and discouraged, I would be up and vice versa. Or our hosts or our drivers would spur us on. And so we learned a lot about supporting each other. And I could see when she was flagging, um, I'd pull up in front of her and let her draft me, and she would do the same for me. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you want to hear something? Oh, I, the, the other thing that was just kind of funny that kept us laughing the whole time was, um, you know, we kept thinking we would have a lot of deep thoughts, but we really <laughs> just mainly had shallow thoughts. And, <laughs> and so we were always laughing at our very shallow thoughts as we were biking. Oh, that's great. Some of them we can't even share here. <laughs> So, a question. What will you tell your grandchildren? Wow. Well, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, <laughs> although we have, we just found out we have one on the way. So. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to teaching our grandchildren how to ride a bike, or helping their parents teach our grandchildren how to ride. I think that's... That's probably that's that's probably it. The deep thought (laughs) we're going to help the rest. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So just I want to just offer this. You know, just my thanks to you two for sharing your journey with us. Um, Just means a lot. It means a lot. And I I think this person probably captures it well. Somebody who texted in, who I also know has dealt with loss. Love ushered us. Angels carried us. Incredibly beautiful words and thoughts to carry me through this week. Thank you, Kim and John, from an on-stream viewer today. So thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Chuck. And thank you for the whole community uh, and all the support and love we got. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. You guys are great. That was beautiful. Thank you.
so when we come back, we're going to be talking about, like, what does this mean? Like, why do these stories, why do they carry so much? And, and how does it all connect with Easter? How does it connect with this idea of, 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 look, this is just the beginning. And then life can be hard. But can we hold, this is just the beginning. And God is with us, with us all the time. Oh, wow. You know, and, and, and you know, folks, like, like this, is, this is life, right? And, and I asked the band to do that song because, again, Easter's coming up. Some of you may be thinking about baptism. And, and you know, this is, this is like part of it. Like, this is like choice. This is a, this is a, this is, these are the pieces of life where we can choose things that, that have reality. And, and, and baptism may or may, may not be a call for you. That's not really the point. The point is the, the, the choice and the commitment and, and that idea of, of trying to really understand what, what God is all about and, and where he lives in our lives. Not out there, something real detached, but, but, but something very much ingrained incarnationally into the world. I mean, Easter just is so much about that. I, I, I love these words from the, from the Gospel of Mark that I think get to it. Here's, here's the original translation. The time has come, Christ said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And it's, it's interesting, like you hold that and you just think, okay, he's, he's got a lot in that, in that just that phrase. And, and yet it's, it's sort of a little bit older language, like a lot of the biblical language is a little older, a little more stilted. And, and so how could we pull that out and say, okay, if we were to use that in today's language, what might it look like? This is what these words might look like. Now, can we all say now together? Now, now. now's the time. God is here, and hint, he's always been here. Change your, change your mind. Believe the news. Believe the good news. You know, the idea of, of repent is to change your mind, to look at those things that aren't working, that just, just are failing you, and to learn to change your mind. And that idea, like, we get ready for this, guys. We get to choose that now. Right? We get to choose that right now. And, and, and God is saying like, look, it's, it's here, it's now for you. Heaven is here and now for you. Even in incredibly broken circumstances, as broken as losing a child to cancer. God there too, with us in the grief and the pain, in the joy and the connection of a homeless person giving you $3. All there. I can just see God like, like pointing at those dollars going, do you see? I'm right here. Change your mind. Think about the good news. What does that maybe mean? Well, I think about these three words. And, and could we say these really, really loudly? Could the kids help me with these especially? All right, we're gonna say them. I'm gonna say them once and I'm gonna point to you three times to say them. Life is this. Life is blessed, broken, shared. You ready? Blessed, broken, shared. Now, could you all say amen? amen. <laughs> there you go. Life is blessed, broken, and shared. That's, that's what it really is. I mean, there are blessings. Like, let's just look at that part, right? There are blessings that are just incredible. Blessings that are just incredible in life. And, and can we open our eyes to see them? Can we, can we open our eyes to see companionship and connection? And, 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 you know, last night, like, like there were a group of women dancing to journey songs last night. 
I have not seen that since 1982. All right? And I'm not pointing anybody out, Lindy Bochnick. And, uh, you know, like, that's incredible. Don't stop believing. Like, that's great. That's great. You know, that, that sheer joy, sheer joy of connection. Truly, truly blessed. Yesterday started with, with, a, with a wonderful baptism for a new church live couple was getting their baby, Henley, baptized. And then it moved on to Chris and Ashley's wedding, then into that silent auction. Today after church, there's a, we have a great baptism for another couple's baby. See, see that's a blessing. That's a real blessing. It, it actually beats Facebook. It actually even beats the NCAA tournament, <laughs> believe it or not. And so we also have to say, yep, and life is broken. You know, if we just sit with that blessing part, we end up sort of living two-dimensionally. But yeah, life is, is broken. It has parts that are just so incredibly painful and difficult. Uh, and many of you carry those with you as I do. Every day, everywhere we go. One of my favorite little passages in the Bible, it's one we're actually going to tuck away till next Easter, is where, where the women are running to try to find Christ and said they ran afraid and filled with joy. <laughs> I get it. I get it. In an hour time, I can have a lot of fear and a lot of joy, as many of you can as well. And that last one, life is also shared. Do you see what good news that is? It's incredibly good news. We've all suffered with the long loneliness, as Dorothy Day has talked about, but we can understand that in these connections, blessed, broken, and shared, when we do that, we allow ourselves to to become vulnerable, to, to really strip down to our true selves, and that's where we can really start to connect with one another. That's where we can really get that Christianity is this. Christianity is an encounter. It's an encounter with God, it's an encounter with other, and it's an encounter with your true self, who you actually really are. And that who you actually are is this. Our inner self, I'm going to have you say the M and the L word. Our inner self is simply mutual love. The inner self is present with this soul of ours when mutual love is present. So you strip it all away from a new church perspective. And I would say from a deeply Christian perspective, we don't have a corner on the truth. This is an old truth. This is the good news Christ was talking about. You strip it all away. And at our very, very core, we are mutual love. Now, some people have forgotten that or lost it. And it's always there for all of eternity. See, I, I think with, with life, you know, it's, it's interesting. I watched, I watched a survey, and this is, this is kind of where surveys get, get a little wacky, right? And they, they were talking about churches, and is your church sort of a, a more contemporary church? Is it a more old-fashioned church? And you know what they said the difference was? This is kind of weird, I thought. Not electric guitar, preacher, preacher in blue jeans. Said, do you raise your hands during church? You know, and I'm not a big, like, hand raiser in church, but I will say this. Could we do it together for one minute? Please, could you say yes? Yes. Now, I can't see you, so if you're cheating, just so you know, God knows. All right? 
So God, like, God, like, I, you know, hold up your right hand. God, I am blessed. Please say blessed. God, I am. God, I'm blessed. God, I'm blessed. And just look at your right hand there for a minute. Your right hand, your strength. God, I'm blessed. I get it. I'm blessed. And God, I am broken. I'm both. And I can hold my hands up this way, and it's sort of a twofold sign, right? It's a sign of praise, and it's a sign of, if you're a police officer, it's a sign of surrender. Blessed, and I'm broken. Surrendered, praising God, holding up both, because both are true. And I think what church can be is when we're really willing to say, I want you to see my hands. Those of you who know a lot about the Easter story, which some of you do, think about that. Think about Christ with that. I want you to see my hands. I want you to see that I too am blessed. I true am broken. And that we too can make sure that our lives are shared. And as we share them, you can put your arms down now. And those of you who didn't put them up at all, I will see you after church. What do we learn? Well, what we learn along the way is is maybe this word. Can we say that word really loud? Companion. Companion. Do we have any fans here of Panera or Paninis? All right, that word pan, P-A-N, it means bread. C-O-M means with. Who are your companions, folks? People you break bread with. That's what that's all about. And that companionship can, 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 can show up in such marvelous ways. It's not relegated to the, to the, to the frozen chosen of a church. It's, it's actually one of those things that we can break out, break out, breaking the bread out, connecting all over the place. I mean, it's, it's, it's so interesting, right, how much we connect over the issue of food. You know, be that at St. Francis or Ronald McDonald or Gift of Life, like we break out or, or the pizza thing next Saturday. We break out and we, we connect that way. Like there's something ingrained in us that knows that, knows that companions are those we break bread with. That's beautiful stuff. What I want to close on is this. The spiritual life is what is actually real. I, I, I know, and, I, and again, and I honor it. I'm sure there are first-time attendees here who are, you know, it's like, ah, I just don't, the spiritual thing just doesn't quite work for me, and I get it, and I honor that journey. What I can offer to you is this, is that if we keep at it through times that are difficult, through times that are challenging, through times of darkness, just like the Easter story does, we can find a miracle in there. Blessed, broken, shared. I mean, those are beautiful words. And I know, I know those are resonating right with your heart. No matter what kind of religious experience or or thought you have. Because those words are true. That's what Christ lived. That's what he came to model for us 
in terms of how to live. Do we all see where that's good news? It's great news. Take that with you this week. Think about companionship this week. Think about broken, blessed, and shared. Think about how that can work in your life. Think about the Easter story. And join us again next week as we talk about how do we take that good news and actually find ways to make a stand. Make a stand in the world in a way that matters. I'd ask you now to close the service by joining me in prayer. I'm going to offer a prayer And then you'll have the opportunity to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it or to have a moment of quiet reflection. Thank you. Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Lord, thank you for these precious words from this precious couple about their precious daughter and their beautiful trip together. A trip, Lord, that we all take in ways big and small, a trip blessed, broken, and shared. And let us find in there, Lord, the good news, the true self, the mutual love that abides within all of humanity. Let us live, breathe, and exist in that place. Life is a highway, Lord, a journey, movement. Allow us to ride that journey, Lord, with great joy, knowing that our hearts will break and that our hearts will open. Bless this couple's journey. Bless their family. Bless us as we live out there into the world, your Easter message. In your name we pray. Amen. listening, you can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.